Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always delighted to have on the program uh, Lee Kaplan with the law firm of Smizer, Kaplan, and Veselka, uh, business law firm. Uh, but Lee, Lee is so much more than a business attorney, really. And the vast majority of the time, he's been on my show, which he's been a long-time regular on the program. We haven't talked about uh, a lot of business law that often, to be honest with you. He's very in tune, very interested, and very keen when it comes to talking about public policy on all levels. And uh, this has obviously been a passion of his for years, and recently has resulted in his decision to run for mayor of Houston, the fourth largest city in the United States. And uh, really delighted we're going to be able that we've been able to continue to uh, have him as a resource to talk about not only national issues, which we often talk about, and state issues but local issues as well, which has always been an interest of both of us. And so, and today is, is no exception. A lot of people, as we've been mentioning the fact that Lee is uh, running for uh, mayor, have been asking, what is, where does he stand? What cities does he like? What was the approach would be? We've been seeing those kind of questions. And so I'm, I'm excited about that, and he uh, wants to answer that. And so Lee, talk to me a little bit about um, – First of all, your candidacy, and give us your website, and let's get into our topic today, which I think is really timely. Well, thanks very much. Essentially, um, the city has many needs, and when I call people, I ask them what they care about the most. And I've found there are, you know, maybe five or six silos that their concerns fall into. Most of those are things that you would expect. They are... Um, congestion and infrastructure, which would extend to the flooding issue. Um, crime, because people are concerned about their safety. Uh, occasionally people talk about uh, corruption, because there's been a lot of that in the news lately in the last campaign for the county, uh, county positions. Uh, they also... Uh, talk about just picking up the garbage. The uh, recent boil water notice, which would come perhaps under infrastructure, is something that gets some special attention. There's an issue about stray animals, um, and there's an issue about homelessness. Those are probably the main things that people talk about. Sometimes they have a real specific problem in their neighborhood, but those are the major issues. And it what it does is it demonstrates just how wide-ranging the city's responsibilities are. And uh, so I've been just asking people what they most care about and uh, looking at the budget and trying to think about how Houston can overcome the structural deficit that it's had for a number of years, which has actually gotten mm -hmm. wider. And in the short range, the money from the Inflation Reduction Act and uh, other pandemic funds prior to that are helpful, but we're going to face a real tight situation in the next few years. And whether or not uh, Houston's tax base will support maintaining or improving those services is a real question that's going to require hard thinking and prioritizing. Yeah, and urban areas have to be careful. 
Uh, they can uh, they can find themselves. Uh, they talk about different types of flight of populations. The one you don't want is you don't want a flight of any, but, but you don't want tax base flight or tax revenue flight, which is often affluent or business flight. The, the, those are disastrous for cities, and so it's a real delicate uh, tightrope to walk. Before we get into that, and you can respond to that in just a moment, I do want to mention his website is Kaplan, K-A-P-L-A-N, for HoustonMayor.com, KaplanForHoustonMayor.com. And uh, if you want to address that, I think that's probably one of the biggest concerns from a financial restraint is that you keep people wanting to stay in Houston. That's right. I think, in general, the residents have to be confident that the mayor and the people running the departments under the mayor are are comfortable that the city is being run right, that somebody's paying attention to their money and how it's being spent. And that has to be done equitably as well. It can't just be the squeaky wheel that gets the grease. Um, I, I think public safety is a very important area, and although – Crime is slacking off some from the pandemic levels. It's still a big concern for people, and rightly so. And crime is more randomly spread across the city than it used to be. Um, there are more types of things that happen that have people uneasy. Uh, just the publicity about things that have happened in shopping centers or drive-by shootings have people concerned about random violence as opposed to targeted violence. And the trash issue is one that's very important. The city is actually being investigated by the feds as to whether its attention to illegal dumping uh, has been spotty enough that it's discriminatory, racially discriminatory. So that's a thorny issue, and resources are required to address those issues. And that's something yes. that in the in the hue and cry about uh, property taxes – may be lost, which is if you can't support these these activities, which require a lot of labor and a lot of equipment, then the city will decline. And if the city declines, we'll attract fewer businesses. The real key to the health of the city starts with the confidence that the city is managing its issues. That's how you maintain business. And, and people having jobs and how you attract businesses and people having jobs. Because Houston has many advantages, and I don't think you can paper over the problems. You need to attack them. And you can't promise mm -hmm. to fix a problem, but you can promise to address it honestly. After all, we're always going to have trash that gets dumped. It's human nature for some people to literally be outliers and be too lazy to put their trash in the right receptacle or to take it to a city dump or recycling place. We can't allow that to get out of hand. And all indications are at this time it's somewhat out of hand. Now, for that, we depend on a lot of neighborhood associations and civic groups to identify the problems so the city can address them. But we probably cannot have a surveillance camera at every spot where trash is being dumped. We just have to be proactive about it. 
Yeah, no question about it. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, I did want to mention something I think is really important. It's kind of an aside, but an important aside is that any long-term listener of the show knows that for years I've worked in politics. I've been a consultant uh, many years ago. Uh, i got to tell you, I don't miss that profession. <laughs> a consultant or a manager on everything from county judge uh, seats uh, to uh, all the way up to U.S. Senate. And, uh, and was a consultant on, uh, on a presidential campaign as well. And so I have a vast array of experience in this particular spot area. One of the things I, I found interesting, though, as you and I were talking before we came on the air, is that you were telling me about your approach of going to people and simply asking the question, what's important to you? What matters to you? And i got to tell you, most, you know, I was really impressed by that. I think you were somewhat taken aback by how impressed I was by that because it isn't nuclear science. But you know what's interesting about it, uh, Lee, is that so few politicians want to even take that approach. Most politicians, including many of whom were clients of mine, had the attitude that uh, they honestly think that, uh, that voters are waiting for them to show up with panaceas, or at least what sounds like panaceas. And actually have someone who's running for office that actually wants to know what matters to them, it's, it's pretty unique these days, if not always. Well, I hope I, I continue to learn from people as I call them and ask them what matters. Um, because there are people who have concerns that I might not have thought of. While most of these things you can predict, um, you know, you need to get out in the city. You need to ask people what they really care about, and uh, uh, you hear from them, and then you have to try to think of ways to address them and find out why they haven't been sufficiently addressed in the past. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the only way you're going to really know. I think it's uh, uh, very important to have that kind of level of engagement. Talk a little bit about, uh, you know, prioritizing. It, 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 to me, whenever someone gets elected uh, to office, we hear a lot of the stuff that are drivers uh, before they get elected. Uh, but then once they get elected, there's only so much you can do for a certain period of time. It's very difficult to address all the problems all at once. And the bigger the city, like Houston, again, the fourth largest city in the United States, I say it's harder than the vast majority of cities in many ways. How, what is was the appropriate uh, prior, prioritization uh, for a mayor? Well, I think public safety is paramount. And, and when people talk, I think they say that. And, and safety is not just safety from crime, but it is public safety so that you're not menaced by people or you're not uh, menaced by um economic insecurity, and there's only so much the city can do about some of these things. But if people feel safe, they're much more willing to go out. If they're willing to go out and just be out in public, they're more likely to meet their neighbors and other people in Houston. We need to think of the city as a community. And while um, no city is perfect, I think if you walk around Houston, you'll notice that people engage with one another uh, that they don't separate themselves all that uh, much from others, and that's valuable. And we need to retain that and improve it if we possibly can. 
Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. I think a lot of the, the you know disruption we've seen in many offices the last couple of years. For example, as you know, there were several Republicans elected in in districts that were uh, always historically Democrat, including districts that Joe Biden won by over twenty percent. And in each of those districts, there are areas, and I'm talking about different offices. Crime had become a pervasive issue, and the uh, you know the uh, incumbents had taken a you know basically uh, anti law enforcement view of uh, of uh, you know the situation, which made people terrified. You know what's interesting to me is that that uh, everyone wants public safety, and and a lot of as you pointed out often on the show, uh, it's not proper that rich people can get their own security and have kind of like an elitist attitude of, oh, no, we need less law enforcement, which really hurts those who need help the most. Well, Houston mainly escaped the um, defund the police uh, movement because, in part, our police force more or less reflects the racial makeup of the city and... uh, Ever since Lee Brown with community policing, I think we've had police chiefs who have been sensitive to the needs of communities and to um, the importance of avoiding racial bias in in uh, law in, in crime enforcement, and that's that's helpful. That's not to say that there aren't rogue police officers and other city employees who are racist, because you know, we have a lot of city employees, but by and large, I think that Houston has escaped most of the animus against the police, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I would say of, of the major cities in the United States, much more so than the others, no question about it. Lee Kaplan, uh, always love having you on the program. Make sure you check out his site, site KaplanForHoustonMayor.com. I really have enjoyed it. I found it interesting. Houston's notorious, and there's nothing wrong with this. We're, we're both glad uh, that people are attracted to Houston from other parts of the country, and they uh, find themselves back in, uh, you know, find themselves in Houston. I'm one of those people. I never had been to Houston uh, before in my life in, until I was in my 20s, and uh, yet I've now lived here for most of my life. But you're one of those rare, rare birds that are native Houstonian, Houstonian. And I think there's uh, you know, really a, that's an important part of your story that's reflected very well in your website. Your website tells a great story. I encourage people to check it out. Your thoughts as we wrap it up? Well, I appreciate that, but Houston does have a history, and it's a history we can't forget uh, that we need to keep in mind as we move forward. Part of that is entrepreneurship. Part of it is the way we desegregated um, downtown at the Woolworth lunch counter. Uh, part of it is the whole story of uh, uh, the astronauts and space exploration. We're a forward-looking city, but we can't ignore our past. And knowing more about it, I think, helps us avoid some of the errors of the past. Very good. Lee Kaplan, Kaplan for HoustonMirror.com. It's this site. Always love talking to him about what's going on in the uh, public policy front on every level. Uh, look forward to being back with you again. I am Kevin Price. This is the Price of Business. It's a show that never ends. And what we mean by that is it continues 24-7 at PriceofBusiness.com, where we are always adding new content, 
audio, videos, articles, and more. Make sure you check it out. Stay tuned for more after this.